Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good evening. This is Sir Ed Carell on Secrecy of Elder Talk Radio. Um, we're creating a new series called Elder Talk Radio uh, amongst many possible podcasts, and I'd like to be in back into it. So I'm trying to knock off the rust, bang, bang, and knock it off my uh, side. It's been a while since I've done radio. As you know, I'm one of the uh, – I've done radio for a very long time, podcasting and all of it. It's been a great celebration of how we are. So I'm Sir Ed Carell, also known as Ed the Pagan. And tonight we're going to take on a very special product that the lady Stephanie Neal of the uh, Corelli tradition offered to us, to me and Don. And it's the idea of doing uh, pieces that were separate about a single subject. And our first subject is secrecy. Not the, the idea of keeping secrets, but the idea that the, the secret is that there is no secret, and that the only universal truth is that there's no universal truth. And how we felt about that subject. And I've been thinking about this, and I've always hated the, uh, the gaslighting aspect of this. Obviously, there's the idea of secrecy, and that inside our traditions, especially as Wiccans, especially those of us who have other, uh, Gardnerian or other sorts of the older-fashioned British traditional Wiccan paths that have been taken on there, and the idea of that we would keep our oaths of the uh, of this circle secret. And in there was one of the things that you could buy or the, the, that you could buy from the, the that. They say buy, and I use that term directly, which means you could either earn it through your actions you could get by it through your commitment or even through cash, buying the secrets of the witch. I mean, they will tell you things that you want to know. And one of the most unique aspects of a witch is the ability to have an oracle. Now, the secret of, the, see, the secret of an oracle, there's no secret to oracles. You just have to be open to the universe to speak of oracles. That's right. Anybody can pick up a tarot deck of tarot cards, and depending on their ability to reach their inner space, their inner place, and reach their inner oracle, they can divine an oracle. Now, the secret is is letting yourself get out of the way. So there is no secret to it. I can tell you all day about it. So the best way I can phrase the idea that there is no secret, the, the secret is that there is no secret and the universal truth is no, no universal truth is that there is no easy solutions. I don't care how you look at it. You can read about a push-up all day, you know, that sort of body squat where you put your hands on the ground, push your body up, pull it back down. You can read about how a push-up can be done. You can even talk about you can read about all the different ways of doing it. And you can sit down and even visualize yourself doing a push-up. But none of those things are a push-up. You don't know what a push-up is until you do a push-up. Same goes for swimming. You can read all day about how to swim. You can find out all the different strokes. You can figure out different buoyancies. And you can study all day about swimming. 
But until you jump into that water and it's cold and it's suddenly in your face and doing it, do you realize there's no secret to it? You just got to do it. And that is where I think one of the biggest misunderstandings are. So certainly there are secrets in the world. There's ways of doing things and there's secret formulas for Coca-Cola has a secret formula and Kentucky Fried Chicken keeps there. Uh, 11 herbs and spices under wraps and uh, the military is all sorts of keeping secrets. And these secrets are all about processing information. So if you can understand that idea that, that, that you can keep secrets away, which are informational, but they're not what they mean by the secret and the lack of secrets inside of the occult. They try to tell you that it isn't, but there is nothing quite like the experience of it to make it happen. So the secret that there is no secret is that the fact that, the tr- that there is no universal truth is not quite so so much, I believe. I believe there are universal truths. I believe there's gravity. We may not understand it completely, but there's definitely gravity. You felt, feel the facts, and I study these things, and so there's a gravity. How we have it and how we don't have it and, and the ideas of it, there's still lots of mysteries involved, lots of secrets involved in how gravity works. But what we do know is that the displacement of mass on space-time. Mass on space-time creates a situation which creates gravity. And the more gravity you have, the more it bends space-time around you. We have, we're on Earth. We have our space-time. Around the buckle, we believe it to be very intense, and it can bend time itself. So there's a lot of mysteries within gravity, but it doesn't mean there isn't a universal truth that gravity exists. There's also another one. There is a universal truth that you have to breathe. It's a universal truth. We all have to breathe as human beings. There's no way around it. Now, that may not always be true. We may find a way to build ourselves into cyborg bodies that don't need oxygen. Or there might be some variation of uh, self-contained oxygenating systems in the future, some biological version of us. My universal truth today is that I need to breathe. Now, there's a secret to breathing. You can make it better. You can, you can meditate. You can practice breathing exercises. You can do all of these things to make yourself feel better, bring yourself better health through your breath. And those secrets really aren't secrets so much as they're actions and practices that you can breathe to a universal truth. You must breathe. If you think you don't have to breathe, try stopping it. Stop right now. How long does that last? Best of us, what, 13 minutes, 17 minutes was the world's record. They stopped taking records because it was so dangerous. Um, some people can free dive for up to 8, 9, 10 minutes by supersaturating their, their lungs full of oxygen, their bloodstream full of oxygen, and dive down into the waters and come back up. Now that's got to be quite a mystery. How long can you hold your breath if you go and allow yourself to drop into the water without a mask, without anything, and then go back up again? That one's a little frightening. That's scary. That's an experience. And if you don't know what you're doing, it can kill you. 
because the universal truth is you have to breathe. The secret is you have to learn how to do breath control. And the real secret is you have to be brave enough, courageous enough, and training enough to allow yourself to slip beneath the waves to levels that most human beings wouldn't dare do and come back up again. So the idea there is no secret is the idea that you can learn anything if you want to spend the time to it if you have a teacher who is willing to teach it to you. Now, that can be a self-teacher. You could end up teaching yourself to do these things. Someone had to be a self-teacher at one time or another. Or you can have a mentor, a coach, a trainer, a drill sergeant. It's depending on what you need and what the universe presents yourself. You can learn these secrets. They can tell you these secrets. And once you get it, well, that's no secret. Anybody could do that. So the idea behind it goes a step further. There's no secret. The secret is no secret. Is that once you learn it, you realize it wasn't secret at all. It was right there and obvious. But your mind didn't embrace it. And that is one of the things that you have to understand. So I believe there are certain universal truths that the sun has to burn sun brightly in the sky to give us solar radiation to feed our photosynthetic world so that we can all survive. That if something were to happen to the sun, besides the lack of gravity, which I believe is a universal truth, that we do suffer from, though we do not completely understand it, has secrets and mysteries, if the sun were to blow out eight minutes later, not only would the gravity shift on the planet probably destroy us instantaneously, that if it were just to wince out without it having an effect of gravity, which is, of course, impossible because it's a massive piece, we would be soon dead because we would not have any energy. So there is a universal truth that energy must flow. Now the secret says the universe knows energy must flow. And if you know how to flow energy, i.e. you know how to run, you know how to walk, you know how to exercise, you know how to think, you know how to play, and the better and better you can structure your activities, farther you can go. But as long as your energy is flowing, you can continue to go more. And sometimes people forget that. And that energy can be the flow of your body. So if you're a dancer, you can dance all night away. I just recently did that um, at uh, Starwood. And I've done it a number of times to dance in a night away amongst the bonfire and, and, and peaceful bliss and the secret of that is is you just got to keep dancing until your mind blitzes out how do you do it i can't tell you how to do it because that's the secret of it i can't tell you how to do it you have to experience it so the reason why they don't want to say that the secret is there's no secret is that there is a secret and it becomes obvious on the other side of it but it only remains secret to you because your mind blocks you from it it includes you. And that's one of the words, you know, kind of the occult of the idea. It includes, the world includes you from seeing what we believe is more real. Now, today, quantum physics and a lot of science and a lot of energy is being motivated towards ideas that are deeply metaphysical in nature and have been spoken about for, for a long time, the idea of parallel realities. We've used all sorts of tools to create realms where we can see into these artificial realities, these secondary realities. 
these spiritual realities. And the secret is, is that they've always been there. People say, oh, yeah, I knew that. That's not a secret. Well, it is once you experience them. So prior to the experience, something that you have not experienced feels like a secret. It does. It feels strongly like a secret. And what do I mean by that? When you get into it, before you know the truth of it, it feels like a secret. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. They're not telling me the truth. Uh, you're not You're not meaning much to me. The secret comes in. And then, oh, they hand you a key. Well, I didn't know it was a key that I had to get through the door. Or, okay, so, you, so we hand you the key. This is the answer to that door. Here's the key. You open up the key, you get to the other side, and you go, well, that wasn't much of a secret. I already knew most of this. I just needed the key. So the key becomes the secret. And people forget that is the secret that we all are trying to find. And what do we mean by a key? It's the one mechanism that allows you to make a paradigm shift, a way to change your mind, to change the way you look at something, the way that you foresee the world, how you build your framework and your structure, and changes it. Because something happens that brings a change into your mind to make it better understood. Sometimes it's just so much hard practice that your mind has to retreat just to let your body do, such as a basketball player who is doing hundreds and hundreds of uh, free throws. Something about continuous physical actions will allow you to eventually have those physical actions being taken over by the body and the mind gets out of the way. And the secret is is that there's no secret to it. You just have to do it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and learn how to do it correctly, focus on correctly until the mind dissolves. And if I told you that's how you do it through the practice, well, that's no secret. Well, yeah, the secret is the key element at the moment that your mind dissolves and allows you to make as many free throws as you want with a fairly large amount of accuracy. Remember, in the world, you don't have to be 1,000%. Nothing is 1,000% or always successful. Um, great baseball players who make the Hall of Fame only bat 300%. Or, you know, bat 300, which means out of 1,000 swings, they only get 300 hits. Um some of the best three flea throwers are only 70 or 80% of the line. Six, you know, in baseball, if you get a little better than half your games, you're going to have a good chance to go to the playoffs. You just have to be a little bit better, more than 50% better, and win more than half your games to be really successful. And there isn't a lot of games where you don't have to be that successful at all. You can only win by 20% of the time or 30% of the time. Book publishing is like that. For the book publisher, they believe that nine out of ten books aren't really going to make it, and they're just really hoping for that tenth book to be amazing. And they can't tell you the secret of why one book will do better than the others. They can give you lots of guesses ahead of time, a lot of opinions. That's what they do. They look at it, and they scan, and they scour, and they look, and they search, and they edit, and they play. And they think they get it right, and then they bring it to the market. And they get it right, they go, yeah, I knew it all the time. There was no secret. That was a great book. We loved it. It was had all the right elements. 
the secret is they don't necessarily know what's going to be accepted by the market. They can try to drive it, and sometimes they can do it successfully, especially if there's good talent there. But most books don't make it. And the secret is is because they're not good enough. They're not great enough to catch the public's attention. They've not got that if factor, that what factor. And that factor that makes them like the best seller. More books are doing better today with the things like Amazon and Kindle, Amazon, Kindle, and other self-publishing forms. More people get a chance at the Apple than ever before. So we're discovering that tastemakers who once controlled and thought they knew the secrets of the publishing industry are being discovered not to do so. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as a self-published book. Today, um, Ellen Dugan and Michelle Bellinger um, are doing great jobs being self-published romance writers. And they've got some really good hits. And they've learned a secret on how to make themselves into better writers and to, and to making more money by being self-published. And they've done workshops on it. And they can tell you the secret of how to do it. And they did. Um, uh, Tathlon just saw, showed me at Sarwood. They explained how he's doing it. And so there's no secret in how to get yourself published today. You write a book, you get it edited, you put it on Kindle, and you can start selling it directly. Isn't that an amazing world we live in? And it takes away some of those other secrets. So you can get to not have to convince an editor anymore or a publisher. The secret is today you can publish directly. That's a change in an environment, and you can be successful. That's how some other people have been successful, and they can tell you that secret. I published a book on Kindle, and it got popular. They can't necessarily – that's hard to explain why any one book will do better than the other and why you can't not necessarily duplicate it because the secret is, is that there's an entire set of mysteries in the world of how things work. So the secret is – that there is no secret, but there are mysteries, and that the mysteries of this world are what we live for. What makes a book a bestseller? What made Star Wars better than any other movie? That's to the point where it became so important to our things that we're building monuments to it, that we're waiting eagerly for the next movie. Why did it be Star Wars, and why didn't Dune get published properly? Dune is just as good a story as Star Wars. But it's never had the movie acclaim. And while it's one of the best book, science fiction novels out there, it's still not as popular as, let us say, Star Trek, which is a great set of stories, but it's not doomed. What's the difference? That's the mystery. Why did one do the public and one other? And we can spend all day analyzing it, looking for the secret, but it's hard to find a secret in the mystery. The mystery is, is that we don't know that people's taste. I mean, I could tell you Star Trek, you know, projected a much more interesting future. Star Wars is a much more believable future. Dune is a difficult moral story. So maybe people don't like it as much. We're going to find out. They're going to make them Dune 20. They're going to try making Dune 2020. In 2020, there's a new Dune movie coming out. They're filming it even as we speak. And they just finished wrapping up. So we'll see how that does. And if it does really well, they go, oh, the secret was they just had to do X, Y, Z. A secret exists until the mystery is solved. Until we know that the mystery behind something, we still see another secret. So 
the secret is, there's no secrets, is a lie. There is secrets. The secrets are basically the, the keys to unlocking your information or the discovery, and then we take those keys and we get them by discovering mysteries. We can only discover mysteries oftentimes by experiencing events. And the universal truth of the only thing that has any tangible value in our life is that which we experience. That's correct. So in closing on the secret, so I always believed, so I always have had a difficult time understanding radical changes caused by spirit encounters. I didn't understand how they worked. I thought, you know, they were, you know, somewhat interesting. And I think they, you know, I often, well, people say experience them, and some people have experienced them to a point where they've had UPGs or unverified public gnosis. I mean, they've had something happen to them that they could do so. And every once in a while, somebody will come around with a story that says, no, 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 they had something that you could see. They were healed. I took those stories with a grain of salt. I said, okay, I want to know the secret behind them. Is there a secret behind them? Recently, I've had a huge, tremendous blow in my life, and I went to Starwood, and I went to Starwood in a broken state. And I always want to thank my friend Byron and Brian and uh, James and... Lee and others that have been very so helpful for me. Um, they were helpful for me out there and talked with me. Uh, Oberon and Ian and Larry, all sorts of different individuals that I got a chance to talk to. Um, and in that process, I was pretty broken. I was pretty shattered. I was really, really upset. And I had to get hurt by events in my life, not personally hurt, but events in my life that would render how I saw the world difficult. Things that I didn't understand came to light. Not secrets so much as not uh, misunderstandings. And so I want to start with as a pretty broken person. And I participated in an indulgence there. And I had, and after indulging in my mind and relaxing and doing some of the healing things, I would have an event of where I would encounter a spirit, two spirits, a male and a female. And the, the male spirit really challenged me, and he said, I was crying out on the edge of the field, the stone circle, well after midnight. The Wiccan ritual was over. Other parts of the rituals were over. I was just sitting there, and I was crying. And um, and I believe men have a right to cry. I think sometimes crying is good for you. I just don't like doing it on the street people because then I, I become aware they're there, and their pain becomes my pain, and I can't really get it out. And I was crying, and then this entity came up to me. And first I thought it was a person, and he came up to me and said, your pain is disturbing me. It is disturbing us. And they would rise me up, 
And in the process, they would say, I would argue against the spirit. I don't want an unverifiable personal gnosis. Don't do this to me. I'm not listening to you if they spoke to me. And he poked out my eyes and handed it to this very powerful female-feeling entity who felt much more like a doctor than she did a spirit. But she then washed and cleaned my, cleaned my eyes and gave them back to me. And some of the things would be told to me, and I would have this experience, and I would walk across Starwood, and I'd be dazzling be- ray of beauty, and I would be feeling very different. I would lay down. In the morning, I looked outside, and the tree looked so odd, so utterly weird. I don't understand. They told me they cleaned my eyes to help me clear so that I could see what they were saying was true. And when I that I saw the tree was so odd. And then I realized that's a tree. Those leaves are green. And I saw green, I mean really saw green for the first time in my life. For I'd been colorblind for as long as I can remember. It kicked me out of the military the gunner's mates programs. It changed a well what I can do. I mean, the stories of my colorblindness and why I picked the websites and why I've had to have designers and all sorts of things that have left me being shied away from being an artist is known, verifiable, got medical records. And the ability to see green was suddenly so odd, so strange. And then I started realizing, oh, my God, that's what a yellow looks like. And, and so but surely these words for colors were filling my head around colors, most of which I have never really fully seen. I lived in a muddled world of oranges, mostly reds and blues and blacks and grays. And to see the world in such sharp contrast, to me, is still a mystery. How did it happen? It's not a secret how it happened. I just don't know what the answer is. So it's secret to me, but I know that I've experienced it. And that's what I mean by a mystery. I can give you the keys of doing it. I can give you all of the aspects of it. I can even explain to you what happened, just as I have. I can even verify it, show you the medical records now that show that I am not colorblind anymore, and I have full-spectrum color seeing. But no matter how I explain it to you, there's still a secret there. And all I can do is that once you experience it, for something like this for yourself, then you can say, oh, I get it. There isn't a secret. It's just the way the world is. But until you have some referential experience, some sort of framework in your mind, it's still feel like a secret. And the universal truth is that we don't change, we don't heal, is blown away. We do heal. Time heals all things, but we can heal to be better and to be more. So... An answer to this idea that Stephanie is, is that the secret is there is there, the secret is there is no secret. The secret is there's no secret that there are secrets, and that those secrets are mysteries. And that once you solve them, they don't feel like secrets at all. They feel like knowledge. And that universal truths still do exist until such time as we find a mystery to unlock them. We discover that that universal truth may be underlying a even more sacred universal truth. 
And with that thought, I will leave you to this evening with blessed be and this last thought of the day is that you can be anyone you think of as long as you're willing to put in the work. And the secret of how to change is your willingness to change. Live in full color life and join me again. We're going to have another elder talk. And uh, listen to all three parts of this uh, by Don L- Reverend Lord Don Lewis, Lady Stephanie, and, uh, and, and compare what we're thinking and tell us what you think of this new format. With that, blessed be and good night.